You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rusk. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rusk Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rusk AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. It is wonderful to be back for our final episode of 2023. Yes, it is indeed. And uh, what better way to spend these last few hours just thinking what can i do to improve my finances in 2024 maybe you don't want to be in the situation you're currently in in the new year this time next year maybe you're like i'm doing pretty good already but i could do even better we're going to share four things to do with your money and your finances in 2024 yeah and if you're anything like me that time between christmas and new year's is a perfect time to reflect and start thinking about what you want the next year to look like so we've got a few different things that we've included in today's episode all good things you've heard before but good reminders when you're setting yourself up for the new year yep if you've been passively listening to the podcast for a few months or maybe even a few years and you want just four things you could probably do right now any one of us could think about doing these things this is the episode for you All right. So the first one that is super important has helped both of us a lot is automating all of the good things. So things like those bills that you can't negotiate, your savings goals, your investing, your debt repayments, things like that. So reducing decision fatigue because we make a lot of decisions every day. Why add any more to your plate? And finding all the different ways that you can automate your finances. So one example that I do is I have money when I get paid automatically go from my transaction account 
into my different savings goals account or to my offset account or my investment account. And so that's already decided in advance. I can set that up in January and just have it running for the rest of the year. Sometimes you have to change things because life gets expensive, but Mm -hmm. you've got that framework in place. Yeah. And just like any good business owner would do, treating your budget wisely is having the money prepared in the right account so you don't have to think about it. Um, Even it could be if you're a sole trader, uh, that would mean that you may have to, if you're contracting to someone, you may have to do your own superannuation. And so you can set up a BPAY to do that every month, like an automated BPAY, it sends the money or direct deposit. You can do all those things. And I think what we're talking about here, good things, Kate, meaning that you want to automate the things that bring you traction towards your long-term goals. So we had Nir Ayal on the show a while ago, uh, pretty well-known international author, and he talked about basically getting traction is this idea of moving towards the things that you want and try and kind of like avoiding, or not avoid, but like just- Add some friction. Add some frictions to the things that you don't really think are good for you longer term. So- some of the things you mentioned there, like automated transfers, if you don't like budgeting, you know you've got to do it. It's already done for you as soon as that pay hits your account. And there are banks that help with that too. Yeah. If you don't want to budget manually with a spreadsheet or by writing things down, find a provider. And a lot of them are investing in this technology now that auto-categorizes mm. your spending. So you can look at the end of December and go, this is where I've spent my money this month. And does that align with what my goals are? Yeah. And so, I know some banks like Updo it. I think Ubank are doing it. CBA have a pretty good categorization now. Yeah. Even um, NAB with the online banking for businesses, they'll show you like logos and they'll start to think about those types of things like cash flow and whatever. So, some of them are moving in that direction. You can find one that might be able to help you. Otherwise, there are apps and things that you can download as well to give you a quick picture. And then you kind of look at, well, what can I automate? What shouldn't I automate? Things like paying bills. Maybe those are the things you don't want to automate. Or if you need to detox, one of the things you can do is you can cancel your card through the bank, your credit card or your debit card. Or you can just freeze it. Just freeze it. And and block any payments. So then you'll suddenly get all these emails from different providers popping up and going, oh, looks like we couldn't uh, complete your billing. Would you like to update your payment details? And then you can use that as a decision-making point and going, do I really need Disney, Netflix, Binge, Stan this month? Or maybe I just want one of them. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about that on the show a lot recently. It's about like, what are the things you need? Subscriptions are going up in price because they're basically playing on your decision fatigue or like your basically your lack of willingness to go in and actually check all of your subscriptions. So a quick shortcut is to pause that card or cut it up after you've cancelled it if it's a credit card and maybe that's one of your goals that ties in there nicely. And if you can go into your calendar right now and put in a recurring monthly 30 minutes time slot that reminds you to check your financial goals, review your spending, see Mm -hmm. if you're happy with your progress, if any adjustments need to be made. So if you set this up now indefinitely, it'll just pop up and remind you every single month. You don't have to do it at that exact time, but it's a good reminder. Yep. So you can do that right now. I just use your calendar. I basically live out of my calendar if it's not in there. I just don't remember because I don't want to force myself to remember all these things. I want the things in my calendar so that I kind of have this one source of truth and it's off my mind and that's what I'm going to do at that time. And for work, we do that as well on a Monday morning um, for a month as well. So set that time aside and pay yourself first. So another one you can do is just review all of your regular payments. So this could be across anything. So this is sort of looking at the reverse of automating things and just going through anything that regularly happens, whether it's 
monthly, six monthly, yearly, and seeing can I negotiate a better deal? Just look at a comparison site, like find a choice, compare the market, whatever compares the particular thing you're looking at, and see if there's a better deal available. Even just give your provider a call. They might mm-hmm. be able to offer a better rate, especially if you have something that's a cheaper comparison rate to tell them about. Yeah. So things like car insurance, your mortgage is probably the biggest one. Uh, things like any type of kind of cover that you have to cover risk. So we said car, but also it can be like income protection, these types of things. It could be worth a call to your mortgage broker, your insurance broker, your bank, your whoever. Finance is one of those industries where you might be paying 10%, 20% more than a person who joins today with exactly the same thing that you're getting because they know there's like that kind of like lack of willingness to get up and check. And it does pay for itself many times over. And you probably only want to set you know, maybe half an hour, like you said, in your calendar every month, Kate. Maybe it could be, you know, every month there's something different. So this month, it's car insurance month. And it's for half an hour, I review, call. Uh, Maybe it's, you know, next month it is income protection, review, call. Maybe the month after that, it's bank accounts, review, call the bank, whatever. Just give yourself that time. You could do it on your commute into work. You could do it, you know, when you're catching up with your partner or over a coffee or whatever. You can actually make it a thing where it's actually positive and not negative. Uh, so that's reviewing all of your payments. I know I've got a lot of these things and I always do find them when I have to order a new card. Uh, the next thing, which is kind of a central groundwork for anyone, whether you're new at budgeting, whether you're in retirement and you're trying to get out of the workforce and trying to rely on your pension or rely on your income from your superannuation, this idea of an emergency fund of creating a cash buffer. Yeah. So we've talked about the idea of an emergency fund. So that might be three to six months of our living expenses put aside in a high interest savings account that's break glass in case of emergency if anything goes wrong. But I also think it's helpful to have a cash buffer as well. And maybe that's, Mm. you call it a float or something like that. And that's $1,000 or so put aside that when a surprise expense pops up, which it always seems to happen, you've got that money ready to go because I found it quite difficult to budget and try and work out all of the different costs because every month, something that I didn't account for would appear. Maybe it was a a particular bill mm. that I didn't expect or suddenly I booked a flight somewhere or things like that I just couldn't fit into a budget. So I'd have this cash buffer that I'd keep topping up that would help me be a bit more flexible with my budget and account for all of the things that I just couldn't plan for. Yeah, that's fair. Like I, I, I couldn't have I tell you the amount of times that I started budgeting in the early days in particular, I started budgeting only to then just be spun out like within a few days of the new year or not like a month after setting my goal of I'm going to save this, this and this. Two things I remember happening very distinctly. One was I was over like engineering it. Like I'd have like, and this $24.44 is going to go here and that $16.80 is going to go there. Way too technical for me. I could not live my life according to those terms. That was the first thing that went wrong. But by far, the second thing that always broke my savings goals was not having the float, was not having that cash buffer to be like, okay, I didn't realize, but my car insurance, home and contents, and my registration are all due in January. Like I didn't know that. And then so I've just started this new budget, new year, new me. Oh my Lord, look at this. How do I deal with that? You can't if you're trying to stick to your budget. So having the cash buffer first and saying, this is going to be my cushion and it's going to bounce me along the bottom until I get into the rhythm and I can start budgeting for 12 months for my car insurance. That's what you want to do because it makes you feel better. Yeah. So it's separate to your emergency fund because it's just for 
regular things, but it just makes things a lot easier to manage and it helps you stay on track and it stops you getting demotivated if you have to dip into your savings. Yeah, like it. Fourth thing is set yourself a North Star, Kate, and work towards it. So this is the idea I'm imagining of someone who is like out there and they're thinking, why am I saving? Why am I investing? Why am I doing all this stuff? Why am I listening to the Australian finance podcast when I could be listening to something or watching something on Instagram and just going over there and doing that, watching Netflix, whatever. Those things are fine, but why am I here? I think it's important to consider what you're working towards. And even if you don't have a really set financial goal, like you want to create this much in passive income a year or your portfolio should look like this or you want to fully pay off your property, having some sort of idea of why you're prioritizing putting money aside for future you is really helpful. And that could just be framing it like I want to build wealth for future me or I want to be able Mm. to provide for my family. And you might not know at the beginning what that looks like, but just having a general direction of why you're prioritizing doing all these things in 2024, like sorting out your super and starting to invest and getting a budget sorted, having a general direction is really helpful. And that might just be a future trip you want to go on. Mm. And so even if you don't have sort of goals right now and some people really don't want to set lots of different goals and that's cool, but just having a general direction that you're heading in, I think is a really helpful tool. Yeah. And this is the thing, we're coming back to not being... Like, I think people have a sense of finances about spreadsheets, it's about numbers, it's about science being really specific. But what we keep coming back to is it's not actually as much about that. It's more just knowing the general direction that you're going. Like, the direction of travel is no debt. Like, I'm going to pay it off. I'm not going to be hard on myself if I don't meet it every single month. But generally, I want to be out of debt by this date. And that's my North Star. Or, you know, I want to invest because eventually I want to live by the beach. And, you know, that might be 10 or 20 year goal, but that's my dream. And so, I'm going to start saving excess amounts of money. I'm going to deny myself today for the rearranging my priorities for the betterment of my long-term self. And I think we did an episode on this a while ago, referred to it a bit, just about how do you find that? You talk about it in your book, Buying Happiness, the activity to try and help yourself understand what you want, your ideal Tuesday, your ideal Saturday, what does it look like? And I think for the most part, people who... Uh, take the time to do that activity, take the time to just be like, well, what do I actually want in my life? Where do I want to be and how much is money going to enable that? Okay, I need, I don't know, $100,000 for my goal. Well, how am I going to get $100,000? This is my salary. This is my outgoings. And automatically, there you go. You've basically solved all the problems. And now it's just about rearranging the, the pieces to get a strategy that matches. And that's the important thing that we don't need to have a super clear goal. We don't need to say, these are the 10 steps I'm going to follow because as you learn more and you start taking steps in the direction, you see more of the pieces of the puzzle. It becomes more Mm. clear. And also not setting too many specific goals allows for flexibility as well because the things I wanted to achieve and do and spend my time on five years ago are really, really different to the things I want to do in the next five years. And I assume that it will keep happening as well. So I need to make sure that my finances are flexible enough to deal for all the different things that future me wants to do that I could not even begin to imagine right now. So for me, my North Star is putting steps in to help future me and set future me up for success and give myself more choices in 5, 10, 20 years time. And to me, that's investing in myself and my education. I'm building an investment portfolio that will hopefully over 10, 20, 30 years 
grow and giving myself enough in terms of my financial foundations that I do have a cash buffer and I do have an emergency fund. So that's my North Star, but anyone listening is, you've got to work out what your North Star is. Yeah. And it seems so difficult at first to think about, well, I don't know what motivates me. Well, I don't know what's going to make me happy. Just take a moment just to sit down and literally on a piece of paper just in front of you, just put down all the things you like doing and you would like to do more of those things. Just imagine yourself doing them uh, and think about all the things you don't like doing, like two, two different columns. I want these things. I don't want as much of this. Okay. Now, once you've done that exercise, the next thing to do is just to think about, well, how do I want to spend my time? Who's going to be there? What frame of mind am I going to be in? Well, well how will I start my morning and end my day? And you just go through this and eventually you come up with this idea of, well, this is how I want to spend my day. This is how much probably I need in order to feel comfortable in this. But you touched on something really important there is a lot of people get to this step and they're like, well, it's going to take like 20 years. But the actual movement towards the goal actually brings it forward faster. And there's something really interesting that happens with people when they save money and they learn about finance and they start investing is the first few years are the slowest in terms of the dollar figures. But they're actually the most profound in terms of people's empowerment. So they're the, those are the years when you start to realize it is possible. By the time you've got $500,000 in an investment portfolio or a million dollars in a property equity or whatever the case may be, or $500,000 in super, $200,000 in super, by the time you get to that, you already know where you're going and you already know your destination. So it's not a surprise to you that you would save another $5,000 or you'd save another $2,000. But in the early days, there's something really special that happens is as you find out what makes you happy and you start marching towards it, you realize it's actually a breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough mm. after breakthrough. And that's what brings you a lot of happiness in the early days. But you never get to that until you start. So I think, Kate, a bit of a short and sweet episode for everyone today, a bit of an installment between the break. We hope you're out there having fun with your family or if you're working, you're getting paid extra coin uh, for this <laughs> time of year, making plenty of bank. Uh, but the reality is there are four things anyone can do right now after listening to this. Number one. Automate all of the good things like your saving, your investing, any of those bills that you can't really renegotiate on a monthly basis. Get that happening in the background so you don't have to think about it. This could be just your budget on autopilot. It could be adding extra to your super through BPay. It just automatically happens. But there are some things you shouldn't, rev you shouldn't automate and that's why you need to do a review. Yes, so you... Also need to spend a little bit of time reviewing those regular payments, your mortgage payments, your energy bills. I know some people have commented in the past that not everywhere gives you multiple options for energy providers and you just get what you're given. Mm -hmm. But if there are bills that you have space to renegotiate or find a better deal, maybe it's insurance. There's often a lot of room to move between providers there. Try and see if you can save a bit of money this year. So one way you can uh, kickstart a budget is you can try and get a bit of a cash buffer, Kate. This is number three. One of the ways you can get that cash in the door is maybe you look around and you see things that you can sell. Gumtree, Facebook Marketplace, these types of things are wonderful places to buy things secondhand, but they're also a wonderful place to get cash for the unwanted, unwanted goods and things you have around the house. You can use that to build yourself a cash buffer. So if those unexpected things happen on the way over the next few months as you start this new budget, you can rest assured that you have some money to cover it and that you can keep momentum building with your budget. Because after six weeks of following your new budget, after two months, we're pretty confident that you'll stick with it 
if you get to that point. So keep going towards that point and put some odds in your favor. Build a little cash buffer. Finally, Kate. Setting yourself a North Star to work towards. So even if you don't have lots of specific financial goals you want to reach this year, thinking about what's the general direction you want to head in. Do you want to be financially free? Do you want to provide for your family? Do you want to go traveling in a few years' time? Do you want to pay off that debt? Figure out what the general direction is and what is the next best step you can take in that direction. Mm. Like me, I don't like goal setting necessarily, but I do like having a framework and working through with methods and strategies to just be generally in the ballpark of if I do well with my job, if I save enough, I'm going to be okay. If you're like me, that's your North Star, which comes from the idea of navigating with the North Star. Typically at night, you would navigate, you would know which one is the North Star and you could use that to get your direction When things are dark outside, when things are a bit uncertain, you can use that to guide you through life. So that's our four things to do with your money and finances in 2024. We've got a full jam-packed summer series coming at you starting in the next few days. So be sure to tune in as we hear from wonderful guests from all over Australia as they share some of their strategies on budgeting, saving and investing with you throughout the month of January on the Australian Finance Podcast. Let us know what you think. And we also want to hear from you. Let us know what actions you're taking to set yourself up for success this year. Let us know in the Spotify feedback box or send us a message on Instagram at Rask Australia. Yep. You can get in touch with us via email if that's what you want to do. You can also join the Rask Core community, which is our membership community that helps you invest in a diversified portfolio. And you can see what myself and the analyst team are doing with our real portfolios. It's called Rask Core. Kate. New Year is upon us. Hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve and Happy New Year. And thanks for joining me. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, 
I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.